Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 78 of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host, Charles. Today, we've got a great one for you. In preparation for tax season and because it is the new year, I'm sitting down with Mark, the CEO of CryptoTrader.Tax, to discuss the changes in current tax laws, uh, as well as the software that he has created. But before we get into that, I just want to give a quick shout out to my sponsors. Uh, If you guys haven't checked these guys out, I highly encourage you to do so. There will be links in the description for both of them. The first one is Roundly X. I've been talking about these guys for a while now. Loving what they're doing. You can link your credit and debit cards up. And every time that you make a purchase, they round the purchase up to the next dollar. And they invest that spare change into Bitcoin or a cryptocurrency of your choosing. It's kind of like the acorns of crypto. And it is the perfect way to invest and dollar cost average without any stress. Uh, So again, like I said, link in the description below. And the second one is CoinFlex. They are the first physically delivered crypto futures exchange. And they got a couple cool things going on. Uh, For example, they have some of the lowest, if not the lowest fees in the market, depending on how much flex you own. Uh, And on top of that, they've got these bracket orders that are very new. Haven't seen anyone else doing them. Uh, And I know I've been talking about it for a week or so now. Uh, but they're going to be running these bracket order battles or bracket order competitions uh, where you can join if you have $888 in your account, you can join and they're giving away $10,000 a day. So like I said, link in the description below. If you haven't, I've been preaching already for a week, get on the site, start learning how to use it. And when these competitions start, get ready to make some money. Now let's get into the show. So David, thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate you taking the time. Before we get into crypto taxes and the tax law and all of that, do you think you could just give us a brief background on yourself and what you were doing before you found cryptocurrencies? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for um, having me on, Charles. It's good to be on. So yeah, pre-cryptocurrency, I was also still in the software world, much more on the growth sales side, um, as well as always doing entrepreneurial things as well. So was in the e-commerce world for a bit, running uh, a company, and then also working a quote-unquote normal job at a large software company doing sales, growth, business development. and that was all before I got into crypto and ultimately before I started CryptoTrader.tax. Um, but have always um, had the entrepreneurial bug, if you want to call it that. And so having a lot of fun running this business now. Oh, I bet. I mean, that's kind of the theme of this show is the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast is the title. Mm-hmm. I like to bring on as many entrepreneurs as possible. And with it being, I'm looking at the date right now, it is 1-15-2020. Not sure when this episode is actually going to air, uh, hopefully within the next week or so. Uh, but, you know, it's 
taxes. People need to start thinking about taxes. So this is like, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you've got a tax business. I thought it was the perfect episode to start right around the beginning of the year. So I appreciate you coming on. The reason I ask about the background is I just like to have my audience know that they're in good hands and they're listening Mm -hmm. to a professional. And so everything that you're talking about kind of aligns with the business that you've got now, which is uh, CryptoTrader.tax. So can you just give us a rundown of what it is um, and how it works? Absolutely. Yeah. So CryptoTrader.tax, really what it is and the easiest way to frame it up is it's like TurboTax for cryptocurrency investors, right? So it automates the tax reporting process for anyone who's buying, selling, trading, using, investing in cryptocurrencies. Um, And so like you alluded to, here we are now in 2020, right at the beginning of tax season. So it's really our busiest time. Um, And the whole aura of taxes can become convoluted and complicated and our goal with cryptotrader.tax is to you know abstract that away from cryptocurrency users so they don't even have to think about the tax implications and whatnot they can just use the software platform to automatically handle all of their reporting so in terms of how the platform actually works it's pretty straightforward Um, so you can create an account for free they can just simply connect your exchanges platforms through all the integrations we've built. So, right. I could connect my Coinbase or Coinbase pro account, and then I could suck in all of my transaction history. So all of my trades my buys, sells across all of the platforms that I'm using, right. Maybe finance, Coinbase, Gemini, and I can bring everything into crypto tax, make sure it all looks good. And then simply have the software, run my capital gains and losses calculations for all of my transactions and generate automatically the necessary tax reports that I need. And then I can simply go take these to my accountant. I can plug them into filing software like TurboTax, if that's what I use every year. Um, And so that's really at a high level how it works, right? We're very focused on making the unsexy process of (laughs) cryptocurrency tax reporting as easy as possible. And, you know, that's our focus here at CryptoTrader.tax. When you think about it, you know, TurboTax kind of revolutionized things. They made it very simple to kind of go on, do your own taxes in a sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I think about crypto taxes, they're a huge headache. You know, when I brought all of my different exchange print, literal printouts of my trades mm-hmm. to my first accountant that I found, He was going through by hand, looking at all of it, uh, and it was a mess, and he charged me a ton of money. Mm -hmm. Um, Here with you guys, I got it set up. I, you know, connected my Coinbase account, my Binance account, uh, and it spat it out, you know, very, very quickly, Uh, and then you can then take that, like you were saying, to your accountant, or you can upload it yourself, um, Mm -hmm. which has completely revolutionized the process, in my opinion. Um, so I, I do have a quick question. I'm sure my guests are wondering this as well. As you mentioned a couple, you mentioned Coinbase, Coinbase Pro, Binance. Uh, can you mention just a couple more of the big exchanges that you guys uh, have included in your software? Yeah. Yeah. So we support today over 40 of the largest exchanges. And obviously that's a constant development focus, right? We're always rolling out more, but some of the other big ones, right? You know, Gemini, Bitrix, um, you know, we said Binance, Coinbase, 
um, CoinX, Tidex, you can go right on our website and it'll list all of those out. But right now there's over 40 of them on there. Um, you know, all of the major ones that most people are on are going to be supported. I was talking about it on Twitter actually. And I think somebody had hit my DM asking, you know, what you can do if the exchange that they have been using isn't on there. What, what's the best course of action in that case? Yeah. I mean, reach out to us. First of all, just say, Hey, I want to see XYZ crypto exchange added because, you know, I use that a lot. And number one, that's going to um, bring it up in priority list for our development team. Um, and number two, you can still get those transactions in using what we call our generic CSV template. And really what you'll just have to do is do some Excel manipulation where you're just taking the transaction history file that, that exchange that you use that we don't have a direct integration built out with yet likely exports to you, right? Like you mentioned, those are the files that you were bringing to your accountant a couple of years ago. Um, just put it into the format of our generic CSV and you can still import it. So even if we don't directly integrate with maybe a platform that you're using, um, first of all, it's likely that we will add it soon. And second of all, there's still a way to get those transactions in. Um, it can be a little bit more cumbersome, but our team you know, is more than happy to always help with that as well. Yeah, so your, your software does technically take care of everything. It just might be a little exactly. bit more work for the customer. Um, but exactly. I, I love what you're saying about the fact that, you know, anyone can reach out to you guys. You'll put it higher up on the priority list. I feel like, mm -hmm. you know, so many people in the industry, there's a lot of problems with a lot of companies uh, and you reach mm -hmm. out and they're just like, you know, screw off. Like we have bigger things to deal with. You guys are very customer focused and customer based. So it's, it's kind of on your priority to make everybody happy. Uh, so I love that you guys are doing that. It's a big change, big breath of fresh air. I would say, especially in the tax industry. Um, so thank you for kind of walking us through what it is, how to use it. Um, the, another reason that I wanted to do this episode not was not just to give people an option, but to also just talk about taxes because you know it's it's ever changing. The industry's moving quickly, uh, and so you guys are kind of, or you specifically, are more of an expert on this than I would say myself or my general audience. So. Can you just walk us through some of the changes that have happened over the last year with regards to crypto taxes? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think two is also um, helpful in addition to hitting on all of the changes that have come of last year um, is to also just give a little bit of a high level of how crypto taxes work. Because first of all, we're very aware that that sounds like an oxymoron. Um, you know, especially as crypto is born really out of this anti-state movement. Um, but, you know, first and foremost, it's our belief that if we do want to bring mainstream um, initiatives and results out of the industry, you do always have to reduce the barriers and allow it to play nicely with the existing financial system. Um, I think it can only go so far when it is the anarchists and the libertarians, if you want, if you will, who are carrying, you know, the torch. But if we do want to, you know, bring hundreds of millions of people into this world and really change finance as we know it today, um, you know, taxes, um, compliance, these are infrastructure pieces that have to be solved and the barriers to entry have to be lowered. 
Um, so with that said, kind of, and I'm not sure if you wanted to jump in there, but um, I can also just hit on, here's how cryptocurrency taxes work. And that, so that would be awesome. Yeah, actually. Okay. Perfect. Cause you know, like there, I mean, you can give us a high level overview. I did want to ask some follow-up questions after I'm sure we can get to it all. Uh, but the reason, mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to bring this up was because I get paid in cryptocurrency. And so like, mm-hmm. I have to deal with this. This is like huge in my taxes. Uh, and then right. I also trade. So I'm making, you know, thousands of trades a year. It's also mm-hmm. super huge that I touch on that. So it's like, I did want to start with kind of, I guess we can start with high, high level overview, what has changed, how it affects those people who trade and get their income in cryptocurrencies. If we could go in that order, that would be awesome. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. That's awesome. So I'll start what's changed. So this year, so 2019, this past year has been the craziest from a regulatory standpoint, right? We saw 2017 really crypto bitcoin you know really come into the mainstream and governments started to take notice to this new emerging asset class and fast forward a couple years later they've really um, put their stamp on it and passed more guidance this is from the irs as to hey here's how here's the stance we're taking on cryptocurrency so in october of 2019 this year for the first time in more than five years the irs released a new set of guidance um, and it came in the form of a 40 plus question FAQ piece of content that they put out. This is on their IRS website um, that hits on likely a lot, a lot of the things we're going to cover in this podcast, right? How this stuff works from a tax perspective, how capital gains and capital losses work, how you need to report it and a number of other factors. On top of this guidance, the IRS also started sending out warning letters to mostly people who they subpoenaed from the Coinbase case. This was a number of years ago when the IRS subpoenaed Coinbase and said, hey, we want to know who's on the platform um, so we can know who's properly reporting or not. So they've sifted through this data and they started blanketly sending warning and action letters to suspected people who are not filing correctly, or for some reason it appeared they weren't filing their cryptocurrency gains losses on their taxes. And so, you know, that caught so much mainstream attention. A lot of media um, attention was writing about, you know, these scary warning letters that were getting sent out. So you got these two things. And then finally, the other major thing that's come from a regulatory perspective and that's changed in the past year is the IRS has actually added a completely new question to 1040 Schedule 1, which is a tax form that whether you know it or not, every American taxpayer fills out. So whether you're using a platform like TurboTax or Tax Act, or whether you're going through a tax accountant who does this for you, every single one of those people, and you included, will have to answer this new question that the IRS added on top of 1040 Schedule 1, which goes something along the lines of, or in the past year, did you ever transact, buy, sell, or obtain any financial interest in any virtual currency? And so this is a big deal because now the IRS is essentially forcing every single American to, under penalty of perjury, say yes or no to that question. And so again, the focus from their standpoint is to increase awareness and increase compliance around cryptocurrency gains, losses, 
income tax reporting. And so those are the three really big things um, that shifted around here in 2019. And, you know, as a result of those things, we're seeing a much larger wave of awareness and compliance from this space. Yeah, man, we're we're really making some headwind uh, to have a question included like that on the right. 1040. That's that's a big step. And I know a lot of people like you had mentioned earlier, we're talking about the fact that, you know, this is kind of screw the state, you know, like I'm not going to mm-hmm. pay my taxes, uh, which is a little absurd in my mind. I had a conversation last night about how some of the ideals of cryptocurrency kind of need to be shifted or, you know, bent a little bit to really bring about mass adoption. Uh, and mm-hmm. it looks like we're well on our way. We've got this question, like you were saying, um, so can we dive a little bit deeper now uh, and talk about someone like me who gets paid income in cryptocurrencies? Mm-hmm. How do I deal with that? Like, how, how does that affect me? Yeah, yeah. And, and then first, too, I'd, I'd like to echo your point. I do think it's a huge step forward, right? It's like the IRS is validating this market yeah. by including this question, right? That's, that's a powerful thing. Um, you know, adoption by tax awareness. If yeah, you will. no, like it's, everyone. It's crazy going to become aware of this. Exactly, and it's crazy just because you know, two years ago, three years ago, when I was talking with my accountant about this kind of stuff, it was such a gray area, and they really yeah. didn't know. You know, like they didn't know how to incorporate my tax or my gains into my taxes. Uh, right. and, and now we're we're starting to get a little bit more headway. We're starting to get a little bit more information on it. It's becoming a little bit more clear, at least. Uh, and you're clearly the expert here, which is why, you know, I was hoping you could clear some of it up for us. Um, so coming back to let's start with myself, you know, I my income. Yep. Can we discuss like say I get paid in Bitcoin to do some sort of job? How does how does that work? Totally. And let's just preface to, um, you know, none of this obviously is tax advice. So this is all just informational. I do think that's important. Of course. Yeah, um, no, I have I have the disclaimer in every episode. Good. good. Yeah, okay. no, I, I don't want anyone thinking that they can do their taxes based off of this episode. <laughs> exactly. Okay, perfect. So with someone like you, and first I'll say you're actually in the minority still, Charles, as someone who's earning income actually in cryptocurrencies. The vast majority of people only have capital gains and losses, which just means they're trading it, right? They're investing, they're buying, selling, holding. They're not necessarily earning it as a form of income. But for someone like you, who is truly earning it as income, it's it's treated the exact same way as if you were working a different job. Um, that cryptocurrency that you're receiving as income is taxed as ordinary income, and the amount you're taxed on is the fair market value of that cryptocurrency at the time you received it. So let's say you did a job doing who knows what, right? Um, Running this podcast and someone paid you one Bitcoin today, right? So you would recognize the fair market value of one Bitcoin today, which let's say is around, I don't know, eight, what, $8,500. And so you know, that is taxable income and you file that with your tax returns. So it's really no different. Um, it's just that you need to convert it and establish what the fair market value is in U.S. dollars because that's obviously a form of currency that we pay taxes on here or we pay taxes with 
here in the United States. So that that runs into some issues. I could potentially run into some issues because we, up until about you know a month ago, we had seen a huge decline in the last six months. Uh, it went from 14k to about seven six high sixes, I believe, or mid sixes, uh, whatever it was. Um, so say I got paid when it was 14k and it has now declined to 6k. I'm still paying taxes and I didn't cash out. I would still be paying taxes as if it was, you know, the 14k. Right? Exactly. Okay. Right. And that's and that's where um people can get into just some issues and right it's problematic. You're exactly right. You 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 recognize the income at the time you receive it at fair market value when you received it. Um so yes. Could run into some issues there, but okay. Now can we get into cuz that you're right. I am a small minority, I would say. Uh let's mm-hmm. talk about the crypto traders. Uh is this, right. you know, similar to tax I mean uh like regular traders, stock traders, currency traders? Um because mm-hmm. I know there's some like different I'm not like positive on it, but there are some different tax procedures with regards to people who day trade for a living. Am I correct there? Yeah, you're getting into more of if you're doing it um, as a profession um, or if you're doing it as a hobby. Um, and now this gets very great, and I would recommend talking to a, you know, a tax uh, accountant. Um, but at a high level, capital gains. So the IRS treats cryptocurrency as property from a, a tax reporting perspective. Um, other forms of property, like you said, I mentioned, are you know, stocks, real estate, bonds. And with property, capital gains and capital losses rules apply. Um, and so let's say I invest $100 in Bitcoin. It goes up to $150 and then I sell it. I have a $50 capital gain that I will owe a percentage tax on. And that's the same way it works in the world of stocks and equities and bonds. If, if anyone listening has, um, you know, been a part of that world, same way, right? If I'm investing $100 in Apple stock, Apple stock goes up in value and I sell it, why owe a tax on the capital gain, right? However much it appreciated over that time. There we go. And then there's obviously the difference between short-term capital gains and long-term mm-hmm. capital gains. So with the short term, it's one year, correct? And it's taxed as income at the same rate as income. Is that correct? Right, exactly. So short term capital gains are just taxed at your marginal tax bracket. There we um, And then for and the then long term, it, it'll be lower. Still, there's brackets for whatever your, whatever your income thresholds are, but it will be less than the short term capital gains rate. There in go. most circumstances. Got it. And I feel like a lot of people are talking about that on social circles. They're saying, hey, hold for longer than a year. Uh, you mm-hmm. will be able to get that kind of tax reduction. Um, mm-hmm. So, okay, that's like a at least general overview of some of the things that have changed. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to talk on in regards to cryptocurrency taxes that I may be missing? Because I'm, like I said, I'm kind of, I don't really know everything that's going on. I kind of just know the basics and then hand it off to my accountant. So, is there anything else that you want my audience to know that you think is important? I mean, I think we covered the basics well. Your your questions are good, and they're very common questions that we see. Um, you know, the biggest thing is investing, buying, selling, trading. Capital gains, losses, rules apply. And then if you're 
receiving as a form of income. Let's say you're mining it or like you are, you're working as a job and you're being paid in crypto. Um, you just need to be able to convert to the fair market value. And so again, this is what CryptoTrader.tax automates. Um, but the one other area that would be interesting to quickly discuss and a question that a lot of people come away scratching their heads with is, hey, why can't my cryptocurrency exchanges provide me with my end of year tax reports, just like my stock broker does like E-Trade or Charles Schwab or Robinhood, right? Why don't they, why can't they give me that type of tax form? And I'm not sure if you've asked this, but it's a fundamental problem. And this is why platforms like us, CryptoTrader.tax exist. Um, and we call it the cryptocurrency tax problem. And it's because cryptocurrencies are by their nature transferable. Um, so a good example of this is to, again, compare it to the world of stocks, because again, they're treated similar, similarly from a tax perspective, and then we can kind of compare and contrast. So let's say I'm on Robinhood, right? Super popular platform today to buy, sell, trade um, stocks mostly, right? Um, let's say I buy an Apple stock for $100, right? Sell it invest that money then in Tesla. This is all happening on the Robinhood platform. And so they can track, you know, David bought it for $100. He sold it for 150. Looks like he then bought Tesla, like I said, then sold it for this and did all this. And then by the end of the year, they have all that information in their database and they can generate a report that details my gains and losses from Robinhood activity. And that's the report that is called 1099B. And I will give that to my tax professional. They're very accustomed to receiving a whole bunch of these around tax season. Or again, I can plug it into TurboTax. Now that situation differs from cryptocurrency exchanges in the fundamental way that most people, not most, a lot, are transferring Bitcoin into their Coinbase account or into their Coinbase wallet to then start trading or vice versa. Maybe they first buy on Coinbase, you know, buy some Bitcoin, then they send it over to Binance to trade in these different cryptocurrencies. And so that doesn't exist in the world of Robinhood in our Robinhood example, right? Everything happened in the Robinhood platform, but because cryptocurrency is this transferable world where I can send Bitcoin into my Coinbase wallet from you know, some mining rig that I'm running or from staking rewards that I'm receiving. And then I can go trade on this other exchange. And this happens all the time, right? It's estimated that over two thirds of Coinbase's customers transact in more than just Coinbase, right? They're on other platforms. And so the second that you either send cryptocurrency into your exchange or take it out, the exchange loses the ability to give you that same end of year tax report because they have no way of knowing at what original cost basis or how much you originally purchased the Bitcoin that you're sending in. So they don't have that information in their database. They can't run a tax report for you. And that's why you have to aggregate all of your trading transaction history across all of your exchanges. You can do that by hand, right? Or you could plug it into a platform like ours to generate then the, the capital gains losses report for you. So I don't know if that was confusing, but that's like the, the underlying problem of why 
you know, CryptoTrader.tax exists. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it makes sense. There's just so many moving parts on my, like I'm right. thinking of myself specific, specifically. There are so many moving parts. So it's kind of hard to, I guess, follow. My, my follow-up question, I guess, would be, like I bought Bitcoin in 2016 and that some of that Bitcoin's still moving around. So to mm-hmm. properly get the taxes done, do you need to have every single year since you bought or can you just look at one specific year? Like how does that work? Yeah, that's a great question and one we field every single day. Yes, you're exactly right. We need your transaction history from the dawn of your entrance okay. into crypto. <laughs> because we need, and you, if you're doing this by hand, it'd be the same way. You need to establish cost basis, yes. which is just simply saying you need to know how much at what U.S. dollar value you have purchased that Bitcoin for to any time establish how much you've made when you sold it two years later or when you traded it two years later. Um, so yeah, we do need all that information, and we make it really easy to pull that in. Got it. Okay. Yeah. No, I I like went through. You had it like went back. Uh, however many years it was. And so I was able to kind of bring in every single exchange and every single transaction that I've done. uh, And it just spat it out real quick. It was very easy. Um, I'm just trying to think of some follow-up questions that my audience might be thinking of right now. Um, Mm -hmm. What about for exchanges that have been hacked or have gone under? What's the protocol there? Yeah. So this, again, we deal with this a lot. Um, because you you need some type of transaction history file. And so, for example, like Cryptopia, we run in this to a lot, right? People right now do not have the ability to log into their Cryptopia account and download their transaction history file, which just details every single buy, sell, trade that they make. And they don't have this information. It becomes very hard to report on it, right? You can't obviously plug that into our software if you don't have it um in terms of the actual tax implications of like losses um most of them you're not going to be able to write off um but this is another one that's a super gray area and a lot of questions still remain so when people come to us asking hey i you know write off all this crypto that i lost um from the Cryptopia going down or from Mount Gox or whatever it was, we do refer them to tax professionals because again, our, our platform, we're not allowed to give specific tax advice. We're just, we're a tool to help make everything a whole lot easier. Yeah. Um, but for that type of question, I would recommend talking to, to someone who's qualified and has been in the crypto world for a while. Yeah, no, I, I mean, even less though to do with the losses because you said you need to kind of have every single transaction from every site going back X number of years. I want to kind of simplify it a little bit. So say I bought some Bitcoin, I bought one Bitcoin on Coinbase with cash from my account. And then I sent that over to Cryptopia and I was able to get it back out. And I now have two Bitcoin and I've sent it back to Coinbase and I'm cashing it out. Even though I can't get all my trans, like say I've traded a bunch of different currencies on Cryptopia, but I can't get that transaction log. You know, it, what's what's the protocol there? I know this is a very specific situation, but I think a lot yeah. of people have kind of gone through it um, where 
they've had an exchange that's gone under, they no longer can access the trades that they've had. Uh, what's the protocol there? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I will say what most tax professionals will likely want you to do is first, if you have any personal records of what you're doing on Cryptopia, that'd be, but if most tax professionals will likely want you to estimate what your total net, like you said, right? You brought the one Bitcoin back out and you sold on Coinbase and do your best. And they'd work alongside you to um, net out. So you're not reporting every single trade on Cryptopia because you don't have a way of doing that. Um, but just do the aggregate. Like you said, you ended, you put in one Bitcoin, you, you came out with 1.2, let's say, and then you do the capital gain loss that way um, and include some type of, um, content with your tax return explaining the situation to the irs um that's likely what most tax professionals will have you do um and so i would just recommend people getting in touch in that case but that that is you know uh, just an annoying problem that we're we all have to deal with in such a nascent industry right is you know companies going out of business and gaps in transaction history and we just have to do our best yeah um, still report and like we said it's kind of ever evolving i think this process is going to continue to improve as Mm -hmm. the irs kind of figures it out a little bit more um and so i always like to ask this question to my guests which is what you're most excited for in the coming 12 months Uh, and i think that one of those things has got to be you know the the process and how this process is going to change but is there anything else that you're really looking forward to in the next year or so Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a couple of things. I can speak both to what I'm excited for our company to be doing and then both what I said about um, for the space to be doing tax perspective. So first of all, I'm really excited. Our company is um, quickly going into um, you know leverage trading, margin trading, options, derivatives, futures, contracts, and rolling out tax support and tax automation for those types of use cases, which... I'm sure you know, um, it's becoming ever and increasingly um, common. Same with DeFi, loans, lending spaces. These all have different tax implications, and we are going to be kind of the one-stop shop to handle everything. Now, that always takes time, but we're really excited to start rolling out those tools, and we have a lot of cool stuff in our pipeline to service many more um, folks in the crypto space who are those tools so keep an eye on all that from us um in regards to what i'm excited about in the industry that um relates to taxes as that's the focus right now yeah um has to do with how they're going to classify different assets because for the past you know five years since they first came out with the irs i'm talking about since they first came out with their official guidance has blanketly treated every cryptocurrency as property and every cryptocurrency triggers these capital gains and capital losses that we've been talking about. Um, But it looks like they're starting to introduce the idea of not blanketly doing that and actually going in and saying, hey, stable coins, right? They're not meant to be producing income by investing in, right? So why should we have to report every time I trade USDC into Bitcoin, right? That should not trigger a taxable event. Um, 
And so it, it, it's looking like it's going to go that direction where, for example, stable coins will be treated differently than something like Bitcoin, who people are directly investing in to try to make income on. Um, and that'll be such a big help to the industry because right now, as I'm sure you know, and everyone out there knows, cryptocurrency isn't predominantly being used as a medium of exchange because, I mean, tax implications are a huge one, right? Anytime I'm buying something with cryptocurrency, that is a disposal of the asset and that triggers a taxable event, which is a fancy way of saying that triggers that capital gain or capital loss that you had in the asset. And so if we can break down these different laws and, for example, have stable coins not be classified that way, then we can create an actual use case for this medium of exchange. Um, and again, it's about reducing these frictions. So I think it's a long, long way out um, that this will happen, but at least it's going in that direction. And so I'm really excited about that. I think as someone who's got a tax software, you've got to be looking forward to that because it does create this huge headache. And then I'm glad you brought up what CryptoTrader.tax has in their pipeline because I was going to ask about you know, all of these kind of unique products that not everyone's using yet, um, you know, futures, derivatives, that kind of thing, options, uh, you know, these are starting to make their way into the industry and people are starting to become more familiar with them with regards to crypto. So it sounds like you guys really are setting yourself up to be, like you said, this one-stop shop where everyone can kind of just come in, plug their stuff in, and it kind of gets spit out for them. You're making it very easy. I get to take you know, this bit of, you know, information that you guys spat out for me, take it to my accountant. Very, very easy. You've saved us both a lot of time. Mm -hmm. um, so I always like to wrap up with a biggest tip, right? And we've kind of got into detail on those people who have been around for a couple of years who have moved their Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies around for many different exchanges. Uh, so I want to kind of ignore them for a second and I want, to, I want to speak to the people who have purchased their first bit of cryptocurrency this year. They've never dealt with the taxes because everybody else, they've gone through this process for at least a year now, a couple right. years. I want, to, I want to speak to just these guys who have never done it before. What is your biggest tip for those guys in dealing with their taxes? Yeah, so it's a great question. Um, and first and foremost, I would just recommend that they dip, just get a little bit educated on how it works. We have a piece of content that does not take long to read, but it's called the 2020 Guide to Cryptocurrency Taxes. Um, and it'll just walk them through, hey, here's how it works, a lot of the stuff we've talked about on this podcast, and it breaks it down in a very digestible fashion. And so, right, knowledge is power. <laughs> and so at first, they can just kind of have, like, okay, this this isn't as difficult or scary as it seemed maybe when I first realized that my cryptocurrency activity is subject to um, some tax reporting requirements. So that's my first tip, right? Just educate yourself on, you know, how these capital gains and losses work within the realm of cryptocurrency. Two, um, the biggest tip is do your best to go back. And if you haven't been keeping a record of, the exchanges you're using, um, forms of cryptocurrency you've received as income, like you, Charles, or maybe you're doing some mining on the side. But just take a minute to go back and put together a list of, hey, here are the exchanges that I used. 
here's the cloud mining service that I use and just get that list together. Cause you'd be amazed how many people just forget about all the different exchanges and platforms they've used over the year. And then it becomes hard, right? If you're trying to track down, well, I did actually use Binance for this one little thing or, you know, went to, you know, whatever it might be, um, BlockFi for XYZ. So I, that's my second tip is take a second, sit down, and put together a list of all the different platforms um, and exchanges that you've used. And once you have that list, then it's going to be pretty easy for you to say, okay, well, now I need to just pull my transaction history, whether you want to use a tax software platform like ours, or if you want to do it by hand, either works, but you just need to pull transaction history from all those places and then do your gains losses calculation and report that income on your taxes. So I think those are the two big tips for someone right who just today found out oh what i've been doing is taxable here's what you should do i uh i'll have a link in the description below for anyone who wants to go check out that that bit of information and read through yeah. that and then i really do love that idea that you should keep a log and i i think going forward this will also be very helpful is to make sure you write down all of the ones that you have used as the year progresses, because like you're saying, it's very right. easy to forget. Like I think back to my last year, there were exchanges that I jumped on just to buy a single cryptocurrency. And then yep. that got sent to my hardware wallet. And I haven't thought about it since. And it's exactly. going to be very, very difficult for me to go back and think of all of those one-off exchanges that I used maybe once eight months ago. Uh, so keep a running log of the exchanges that you have used, the times that you have gotten paid, kind of everything, just so at the end of the year, when things come to, you know, let's file our taxes, you have that list ready to go, uh, and it'll save you a lot of headache in the long run. So Exactly. Yep. I, I really appreciate you taking the time. I think this is valuable information for everybody in the industry, not just the entrepreneurs out there. Uh, but everyone who's involved who's buying and selling cryptocurrencies. Uh, so I thank you, David, for coming on. Is there anything else that you want my audience to know before we go? Um, I think we hit on, you know, most we of We covered so like, much, man. I, I, yeah, we did. We really did. We're very responsive, though. So I will say if anyone wants to reach out, um, you can just go to cryptotrader.tax and we have a live chat widget and we're very responsive. So if you have any questions or you know, want to say hi, you can just chat us there and our team will be in touch pretty quickly. Um, other than that, the last thing is just, yeah, check out that 2020 guide to cryptocurrency taxes because I do think that's good information for, for everyone to have. Perfect. There we go. Again, I will have that in the description. You guys, I highly encourage you to check it out. I also encourage you guys to use this software. Like I said, I used it. I have had so many exchanges that I've used. There's a list of, like you were saying, you know, almost 40 or something like that. I found almost every single one on there, just got it set up, it imported it perfectly, and it spit it out for me, saved me a ton of time. Uh, and again, David, thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Charles. We'll be in touch. Thank you. All right, that wraps up another episode. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I just want to take a quick second to remind you to leave us a review and subscribe to the show. We would greatly appreciate it if you did. And we look forward to seeing you next episode.